Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Let's Be For Real podcast. I am your host, Lisa Dove, and welcome, welcome, welcome to episode three. And I have here with us the RA Warrior Fitness Trainer and Coach herself, Miss Ashley Nicole. Give it up for Ashley. Hey, sis. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing today? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So I am excited to have you as we greet before. We have been waiting for this conversation for the longest. Yes. And I just fell in love with who you were. The moment I saw you on stage, I said, something about her that draws me into her spirit. And when yeah. everybody goes live for competitions, I'm watching with the live videos. And I'm like, and then uh-huh. I was like, the color on your skin is perfect. Like, I like As soon as I found you, I was like, okay, I'm going to follow her. I'm going to follow her. And when I hit your page, I was enamored. I said, oh, thank you. I found someone that has the same diagnosis as me, and I have rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. And I try to share with people what I deal with. And it's like, Ain't that the old people disease? <laughs> I was like, God, that's crazy. That's what, what people is. still think. Exactly. That's, not the case. that's why we got to continue to show up and educate the people. That's it. So mm-hmm. I am going to introduce you with your Bible. Okay. I'm let the people know a little bit about you. Okay. So this is Ashley Cole. She is the founder, master trainer, and autoimmune health coach of RA Warrior Fitness. She's the NFCC certified specializing in personal training fitness, nutrition, endurance, strength training. She's overcome many obstacles to maintain and improve her own personal lifestyle while managing RA, rheumatoid arthritis. RA Warrior Fitness was founded on January 27, 2020. Come on, y'all. That was during the pandemic. During the pandemic. <laughs> right when it started, okay? So That's with right. a mission to empower autoimmune women to improve their quality of life through faith, food, and fitness while eliminating negative self-talk and strenuous exercise. RA Warrior Fitness has served over 200 warriors to date since its inception, and she's going to keep on encouraging more women. So give it up for Ashley, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. Like you said, we've been trying to get this together for the longest, but you and I both, we are RA Warriors, women on the move, business women, entrepreneurs, um, pro competitors. Like we, 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 we carry a lot. We wear a lot of hats, right? Yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I know um, I kind of gave you an idea of what we're talking about. And so I kind of want you to share your story about how um, for a lot of people, RA can be debilitating. Like it'll literally take yes. you out. Um, yes. It can alter your your physical abilities. Like your hands can cramp up, your hands can become deformed, mm-hmm. lose the ability of your limb. Um, yes. That inflammation is something else to deal with. Can you share a little bit about your story about how you got into uh, or how you found out your diagnosis with RA? Okay, so I actually started experiencing symptoms when I was in college. I was 21 years old and it all started in my hands and my wrist. And so they would just ache. They were really stiff. And at first I was like, maybe it's carpal tunnel, you know, because I I did do a lot of typing. I was in college, also worked in retail. So 
when I really noticed they were hurting is when I had to clean out those fitting rooms, girl, and, and dealing with them hangers and folding mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, oh man, what's wrong with my hands? And then of course I played the saxophone for years. So I was just oh, like wow. chalking it up to like just overuse of my hands, right? Until one day, yes, girl, I played the saxophone. I was involved too. I need to pick <laughs> it back up. But uh, <laughs> But anyways, so, so yeah, so one day I woke up in my dorm room and the feeling that I had in my hands, I was feeling in my whole body. So I had a full body flare. So literally getting out of bed was difficult. Um, Making it to the bathroom, to shower, to bathe myself, to brush my teeth, to comb my hair. Like Mm -hmm. I was just going in slow motion because I was just in so much pain. And so this went on for like maybe an hour or so because I just kept thinking it'll get better, it'll get better. Then I finally called my mom. I was like, mama, something not right. You know, and I explained to her what was going on. And she was like, okay, let's go to urgent care. So I actually went to college in my hometown, but I still stayed on campus. Okay. <laughs> but literally my mom met me, you know, at the urgent care. So, you know, thankfully I, I had family there. And okay. so, um, so yeah, so we went to urgent care and they didn't run any tests. They just said, you know, take some Tylenol, Aleve, you'll be fine. And so honestly, that's what I did for six years, girl. That's what I did. And like the the full body flare, it only lasted a couple of days. And then it just went back to just being in my hands. And so over the course of the six years, I was just putting a Band-Aid on it with a leave. And slowly but surely, I was gaining weight as well. Because I didn't realize at the time I had RA, of course, but I was feeding my disease with food and alcohol and wondering why are my joints hurting? Cause then when I started gaining weight, my knees started bothering me and I started having more issues than just in my wrist. Now I, I say all of this, but how about my mom? She actually had RA, but it never, I guess, dawned on her that that's what I had or maybe we both were just in denial I don't know but I refuse to believe that and so after some time and I finally was able to go and really get it checked out because also part of the reason why I didn't go to the the doctor to a specialist because I didn't really have the insurance but I had gotten married at the time I had better access to care better health care And so then I finally got my diagnosis six years later. So literally during that six year time frame, I gained 60 pounds. I had severe joint damage in my wrist that couldn't be reversed because I went so long without it being untreated. And by the time I got to the rheumatologist, she was like, yes, you you definitely have rheumatoid arthritis. We can't um, reverse damage. Mm -hmm. Yep. I went six years undiagnosed. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, she showed me the, the x-rays of my hands. She was like, this is what it should like, look like. This is what yours look like. And like my wrist just, it was just, it was a lot of mess going on. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That explains why I have literally no movement in my wrist and can't really do anything weight bearing. And so she was like, we can't stop the progression, can't reverse the damage. So um, I've had my same rheumatologist. I was actually one of the blessed ones to find the right rheumatologist the first time around. Cause you know, a lot of us go through so many doctors before we can even get a diagnosis, right? right. Or but, even get um, the referral. Like, or get the referral. Like, they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll just do this. 
think it's worse than what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the medical gaslighting is crazy, but I was very fortunate to find my roomie and we've been together ever since. <laughs> Ever since 2010, so for 13 years we've been rocking. Um, but but yeah, so that's 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 how I was diagnosed. And um, did you ever feel defeated or like there was a challenge to try to adjust to the diagnosis? Like what you said, maybe being in denial initially, not knowing. Yeah. But now that you knew, right. what was your take on that? Yeah. So it scared me because I remembered. And again, it's so crazy that my mom and I didn't even think RA when I was mm -hmm. going through this. But I remember when she was diagnosed and when she had her first flare, it was after my first, um, not my first, but my baby brother was born. So okay. I have two younger brothers. So after she had her last child, um, I think I was 11 <laughs> at the time. I remember her not being able to get out of bed. I remember her having to call my grandma to help with the baby. I remember having to help with the baby quite a okay. bit because, you know, there were some times where she couldn't even pick him up, you know, because the pain was so bad. And so I thought when I was diagnosed, I thought back to that point because I knew that I eventually wanted children. And I'm like, is this going to hinder me from having children? You know, what's the rest of my life going to look like? And even though I had those thoughts, I didn't spend a whole lot of time there. I was just like, I got to figure out, I got to, you know, I got to figure out how to do something to, to improve my quality of life, to make it better, to at least focus on the things that I know I can control. And that's what I put in my body, how I move my body. And so from there, you know, mm -hmm. I just started working on myself and fell in love with the process and eventually awesome. decided to get certified. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I think um, yeah. my daughter was maybe two or three and I was uh -huh. starting to have issues. They were saying my white blood cells were attacking my body. Uh -huh. I ended up having to do my first colonoscopy and endoscopy. Uh, I remember eventually just aching and I was like what's wrong mm -hmm. with me I never knew I really and had how old were you then let's see I had her at 25 about 26 27 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so early on I never really had any issues but I've learned that a lot of black women after having children hormonal issues body changes a lot especially for a lot of black women right and so I had no clue I literally was like what's going on I didn't know I had allergic reactions to certain foods I would actually start wheezing. I never had asthma before. And that's wow. when I realized, like, oh, my God, I cannot breathe. And it's so funny because that little person would come upstairs in our apartment and go, Mommy, I sit right here with you. If you need me, I'm right here. So instead uh -huh. of playing in the play area downstairs, she would sit on the side of my bed ask me, do you need something? Uh -huh. Mommy, do you want some water? Do you need something? One time yeah. I was laid out of the bed on Benadryl. She's holding my hand while she's playing on her tablet. Oh, and I'm asleep. Wow. Like I literally took Benadryl laid out. I'm like, this is the sweetest kid ever. And she says, I got a snap. She knew how to get, you know, what she needed. She knew what to do with permission. Right. But it was like, I had no clue. But the reason I knew I ended up being severely sick with arthritis was I was at work. And you're not supposed to wear flip-flops to work, but I couldn't put shoes on. Mm -hmm. I'm working in mental health, walking through the hospital. And the phlebotomist catches me as I'm about to collapse in the hallway. Wow. 
and they called EMTs. So the paramedic showed up, and of course, my supervisor thought I was tripping, but didn't realize that I was dealing with stress. I was overly yeah. stressed, so it started to affect how I operated at work. Right That's when I realized, like I'm in the uh, emergency care center, laid out. They like you sure it's not your job. I work in mental health, so you know that's true. Yeah. And eventually, after that, as I'm getting married, especially when I was married, it like I was declining. 2019, I was hospitalized five different times in ICU for at least three to four days at a time. On a wow. on a ventilator. So when people were talking about the pandemic, I was like, I ain't even scared. I'd rather be on a ventilator than nothing. If I already yeah. know what it feels like. So right. when people knew me my day, when I walked in, the doctors knew exactly what to do, took her up. I would be sleep on a ventilator for at least 24 to 36 hours. No water, no food, just oxygen. Wow. So when I got divorced, that's when I do like my daughter reminded me, she, you remember what you said? I was like, what? I don't think I ever told her directly, but I remember mm-hmm. talking to books, people, what you know, kids be ear hustling. She's like, I don't be ear yeah. hustling. Well, she reminded me, you know, and that's what I decided. So yes. not knowing what takes you down, but eventually I realized it was what I was eating and yes. the stress I would my marriage would in that situation. And mm-hmm. I will I will fault myself for making the decision that I I knew up front I should I could take yeah. ownership of that. <laughs> right. But what went on in the marriage, there were some things that I was like, now nah, I'm not owning that. I can't do Yeah. That. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 yeah, RA can actually take you to your lowest of lows. Uh-huh. And I fell into depression, all of that type of stuff. So did you ever yeah. experience any type of mental, like, oh my God, like the anxiety of what it will do to you? You know, I did, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Okay. Um I will say that I am a strong person of faith, not saying that anxiety and depression doesn't happen to people who have strong faith, but I kind of had that foundation and that mentality, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get through this. Like my faith has just always been strong. And speaking of, you know, not being married anymore. Um, so I, like I said, I was married at the time and the person that I was married to was a good guy, but he was very negative. Yeah. Very negative. Uh, point where, mm-hmm, yeah, to the point where like when I wanted to become a personal trainer, he was like, how you going to do that? How you going to show somebody how to do something you can't do? You can't do a push-up, you know, like stuff like that. And so I kind of had to separate, once I separated myself from that in that situation, yeah. like literally I just continue to rise and thrive um, because I knew my foundation and how I grew up. I know, you know, how powerful my God is. And like, I just always believed that things would get better. And I will say that my case um, of RA has never been super duper severe because honestly, I haven't had a flare like I had since I was 21 like since then like it hasn't been that bad now I have had some moments where of course you know where my hands were aching so bad that it was hard to to do just everyday tasks and you know having to wear a brace and stuff like that but I can 
thankfully say no hospitalizations, um, you know, nothing that just really shook me to my core. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Super grateful for that. Um, but I know that's not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and one thing I will say too, so I actually deal with multiple. So I have medically induced lupus as well. So I was um, working with my rheumatologist to find a medication that worked for me because that is one struggle I've had is finding something that that will continue to work for me and to give me relief. And so she had started me on this particular infusion and the infusion was working great for the RA, but she was like, I want to continue to monitor you. So I had to go in for blood work frequently. And all of a sudden, like these lupus numbers were like off the charts, but I had no symptoms. So, and I still to this day really don't have the, the main symptoms of lupus, but I do take medication to continue to suppress that. And so I've been on a medication now for about seven years, Arencia is an injection and it's been working like a charm. I hope it continues to work, but that other infusion, I'm so glad she monitored that because it could have taken me out of here. So did yeah. you have to do a lot of changes to the food you ate? Because I know that's one of the oh. things we talk about too, just the compounds yes. of stress on top of food. Absolutely. I definitely had to clean up my nutrition because um, what put the most weight on me and where I just really went in is when I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. So, you know, they the got the bomb food. <laughs> like, oh my God, I was eating barbecue and soul food. And mm -hmm. at the time I was like newly married. So I was cooking a lot and like yeah. going to happy hours with coworkers, like happy hours twice a week. So like the margaritas were flowing, the fried foods were flowing, the fatty foods were flowing. And I was just eating, 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 eating. Before I knew it, I had blew up to 220 pounds. And then, yeah, and then I mean, I've seen pictures, but you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was 220 pounds on this 5'4 frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But once I got that in check, um, my whole world changed. It really did. And I, I do believe that, um, you know, what you eat. I feel like a diet isn't just about what you eat. It's it's what you're listening to, the people mm -hmm. that you're around, like anything that you're consuming. Yeah. And so I feel like once I did a major shift in my diet, with my mm -hmm. mindset, with my food, with my movement, yeah, you know, I started to feel better from the inside out. That's good. So I, mm -hmm. I kind of want to take that to lead into the fitness aspect yes. of being a bodybuilding competitor what got you motivated into competing because I know now that you got into the fitness training nutrition the diet what motivated mm -hmm. you to want to be a competitor yes yes so I was always fascinated with bodybuilding like I would watch the competitions on tv and just be amazed at these people and their physiques and it's something I've always been interested in but I didn't really know if I would be able to do it, honestly. Um, but as I continued to, you know, go through things in life, like I went through my divorce, I started my business in 2020. And I was like, what else do I want to do? 
<laughs> that I've always wanted to do, but have been afraid to do. Because honestly, right. I feel like if I had stayed married, I don't think I would have started my business or done bodybuilding. Um, mm-hmm. That support just wouldn't have been there for that. And so once I started my business and it was successful, I started seeing other people that I knew, real people actually transform and become bodybuilders. So I was like, this is amazing. But I knew it took an incredible amount of discipline and just a strong mindset. And so it took me a while to kind of get to that point to where I was like, I'm ready. So I had been watching who's my coach now, um, Coach Felicia Cox, Iron Divas Cox. I had been watching her journey. I watched her when she was bodybuilding and then she went through a season where she was really sick and then she had to pretty much start from ground zero all over again and when I tell you she came back better than ever she came back better than ever and I just watched her evolve and then she got her pro card and I was like okay when I'm ready that's my coach right there because she know what it's like to work through the pain and to, you know, to just really rise above all these obstacles. And so um, it was December 2021, literally right before the holidays, before Christmas, I messaged her. I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. So I literally started prep right before Christmas. And um, yeah, my transformation took about seven months. So I trained from December all the way through, I think, June. My first show was like July 9th mm-hmm. and I earned my pro card on my first show. So that was the Atlanta show, right? No, was, it, hmm? was that the Atlanta show? What show did you do first? No, that one was the, um, the Houston Diva. The okay, Diva Houston, Houston Diva. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was in July and then the Atlanta show was in September. Okay. So, so that was my- and that's when I remember uh, first seeing you at the Diva show in Houston. And then I actually mm-hmm. was supposed to be at the Atlanta show. And I was like, <laughs> I was yeah. going to go and actually be on stage. But literally, uh-huh. um, my divorce was final that August in 21. Okay. So it was like, eh, like, so um, kind of just took the time to do some things. But other than that, I, yeah. I really feel like observing you I was like it's just something about her story and when I found yeah, you on Instagram after your first show I was like because I try to explain what you know prep you know people be like add more weight I'm like I'm not putting more of my joints I know my body thank you you know exactly. or uh eat this and I'm like I don't eat that I don't eat any dairy and I don't eat any mm-hmm. type of bread or pasta unless it's gluten-free because I know mm-hmm. what triggers me which also exactly. causes anaphylactic shock I will stop breathing. So mm-hmm. even my daughter, she's we've even learned that certain perfumes and colognes, anything with sandalwood, cedarwood, I can't have. You know, yeah. that triggers me. But like I said, seeing you on stage, I was like, she got this. Come on. When anybody say, <laughs> oh, it's impossible, there's so many people that will take a diagnosis and feel defeated. And I felt exactly. like you can see your light shine through your story. And that's what gravitated well thank you sis and I remember when you reached out to me as well and told me that you were also a RA warrior and that just really made my heart warm to to see someone else like me doing what they love bodybuilding and just rising above what could have very well just held you back. You know what I right. mean? And so I think it's, it's, it's such an amazing testament, you know, for both of us to show 
what's possible, that your autoimmune condition does not define you. Um, I don't talk about it much. You don't? I I think you should. And I I realized, like, as we're talking, and I watch your page, you know, I watch it, I like everything. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes people like t- tell your story and I think that's why I created this podcast because yeah. I feel like everybody has a story so everybody I'm looking for everyday story. people I don't you know people looking for a lot of the celebrities but I'm like that's a lot of I don't really care what celebrities do but they're human just like us but they make exactly. prices look million times more money than I make but I'm not <laughs> yeah. comparing apples to oranges your fruit is going to have its value and so exactly. I feel like that's where I want us to come together and talk so I have more conversations coming with more people including me and I'm loving the conversation topic but I just want to say with your training and competition and all that type of stuff and working through Mm -hmm. that how has that helped you in business as a fitness trainer and the ladies that you encourage inspire and mentor in their fitness journey yes it has helped me so much like you learn so much about yourself when you're competing like the, like I said, the level of discipline and self-control and just really just keeping that goal in mind, because, you know, of course, when you're competing, of course, you, you want to win, you know, mm-hmm. and so doing all the things to get to that point. And even after you reach that goal, it's still work that you got to do to to continue to be healthy. You know what I mean? And so I've learned a lot to pass along to my clients in terms of, you know, different foods, of course, that you should eat that will help you to you know, to, to release weight, if that's what you want to do to, to build muscle. A lot of my clients come to me and not realizing that they're not eating enough, <laughs> you know, and not enough protein at that. And so what I've learned in my journey, I've been able to kind of pass along to them to help them to have better transformations and also learning the importance of rest too, because you understand this, like the, <laughs> the meal prep is important. The exercise is important. Yeah. The posing practice is important, but also Critical. the rest is important. <laughs> like Most you've definitely. got to rest. That's when your body really does its thing. So mm-hmm. practicing that healthy balance. Um, I've also been able to coach them on, you know, their time management, because I will say some days I look back and wonder how the heck did I do all of that? Definitely by the grace of God, because I work a part-time job. I run my coaching business and then competing. That's another whole full-time job. I feel like when it comes to, you know, the meal prepping, the posing practice, the workouts and like all the things. Like, yeah. So like literally I had to become very strategic in how I was spending time in my day. And like literally laying everything out. So I've been able to help them to create structure. When my clients say, I don't have time, I'm like, I'm up at three o'clock. You make time for the things that are important to you. It's all about prioritizing it because I feel like, you know, even though they're not training to be a bodybuilder, but that 
space that they create to to stretch, to meditate, to work out. Like that's a form of self-care. You know, you make time for that. You got to show up for yourself first before you show up for other people. So that's getting them up in the morning. You know, hey, get up 30, 45 minutes earlier than you normally do. And that's your time to yourself to get your workout done, to get your daily devotionals done, whatever you need to do before the whole house wake up you take care of that first thing in the morning. So all of those different practices I've been able to pass along to them and it's truly helped them to, you know, become better versions of themselves. Awesome. Have any of them ever mm-hmm. mentioned their interest in competing or possible transformation divisions or anything like that? Say that one more time. Have you had any of your clients ever consider or mention to you about like transformation or even competing? Yes, yes, I have actually. And I'm actually um, coaching one client now. So before she became my client, we had our discovery call and I was actually in prep and like maybe two weeks out from my show. And it was actually here in Dallas locally. And so she didn't sign up with me right then and there. She was like, I do want to coach with you, but I got to, you know, go some things with my doctor. I'm like, okay, cool. And she was like, but I'm gonna come to your show though. And so she actually came to my show and saw me win that one. That was actually this year. And then when she was ready, she signed on with me. So I'm kind of helping her in the beginning stages. Um, but I am going to have my coach to kind of jump in and probably take over once she gets closer to, you know, really getting ready to compete. But I'm definitely helping her with, you know, the autoimmune stuff and just um, just with the basics. So even though I've been through this a couple of years, um, I don't know if I'm quite ready to coach someone to the stage yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I can definitely... Do the so, best. Yeah, yeah I can I can make the yeah. connections. I know who can get you there, you know. Okay. But um, but yeah, so I've really enjoyed working with her and also some other people that aren't even my clients, but some other people who have rheumatoid arthritis have expressed interest in, you know, maybe doing the transformation categories. Cause you know, a lot of the federations now have it where you don't have to be all cut up and bulky, but if you have just a transformation, you can share your story. And so there is one, uh, one young lady that actually flew from Atlanta to Houston to see me and she got inspired at that show to do the transformation category. So it's amazing just to be an example of what's possible and to inspire others to to think bigger, to think higher, to dream bigger, and to just step outside of their comfort zone. And most importantly, believe in themselves. Because if you believe in yourself and you believe that God will get you there, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Mm-hmm. What has been like some of your, I guess, mantras or your affirmations for yourself as you continue through your journey as a trainer, a competitor, a, uh-huh. a leader, or mentor for some of the ladies or even men that deal with art uh-huh. that you can you come across? Because recently I saw that you are, you've been featured in a few magazines and you have been, what's your most yeah. recent magazine? Women's Health. I was in the September issue of Women's Health Uh (laughs) and Men's Health too. (laughs) Right. So with that, how does that, I guess, as it draws into other people's appeal of like, man, there's someone else that's doing 
something with it. You know, it's like uh-huh. you don't have to stay stuck. What is like your affirming or motivation to inspire? Like, what would be some words you could give to those yeah. looking for that that push? I've got three words that will carry you through just about anything. And this is one of my favorite affirmations. It's so simple, but it is, I am enough. I am enough. That's it. That's all. You are enough. Because there was a point in my life where I felt like I wasn't enough because I didn't have that support and I didn't get those words of affirmations that I needed because that's my number one love language first of all is words of affirmation not that I feel like I've got to get compliments and 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 kudos and stuff like that all the time but you know just being reassured that you know you are enough you can do this you can do anything you put your mind to but um honestly that has been my main affirmation for at least the last three or four years now Um, believing that I am enough and that I have everything in me and inside of me to accomplish what I need to accomplish. So, you know, it just goes back to believing in yourself wholeheartedly and knowing that if your desire is strong enough, you'll get there. You'll get there. Your desire to change has to be greater than your desire to stay the same. Absolutely. 100%. Like you've got to, to want it. And you've got to be willing to put in the work, you know, because anything worth having, is not just going to fall in your lap. You're going to have to invest that time and even maybe some money. <laughs> okay. You got to invest some money. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. It's going to cost you, but easy yes, fast yes. Food, but anything that's easy doesn't last. Right. Okay. Your health is your wealth. Investing mm-hmm. in a coach. And I've got more than one coach. Of course, I've got my bodybuilding health coach, but I also have a business coach. I have a mindset coach. Um, I have a financial coach. Like you can't get enough coaching. Like investing in yourself is one of the best things you'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I know about you is you are a very big advocate about your faith. Your, yes. your foundation what, what you do do you have a particular scripture or maybe two scriptures that you live by that is like you know where you can find that message that you can use what what is one that you would try to yes so my my favorite scripture is jeremiah 29 11 for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future Mm -hmm. i've got that scripture everywhere (laughs) in my apartment where i can see it all the time because really um i believe that because Life isn't going to be easy. Like you are going to go through some trials and tribulations, but always knowing and keeping in mind that, you know, God never wants to harm you. He wants to give you hope in a future. Um, But we still have to go through some things, (laughs) you know, and, and, and that's how we learn. That's how we become better. That's how we become, you know, the best version of ourselves is actually not just going through these trials and tribulations, but growing through it. Cause that's what I felt like I've done with my autoimmune conditions is turn my pain into purpose and power. And, 
using it for good, you know, because I do feel like God turns things around for good. That's is that mm-hmm. Romans 8 28, you know, when he turn when he turns things around for good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe in that because a lot of people think, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Instead of point? asking the question, you know, maybe this is happening for me. What can I learn from this? Yeah, it is everything mm-hmm. we go through and it may not mm-hmm. make sense and that's okay. Eventually it may make sense. Eventually it may not, but um, you've got, it's up to you to decide how you are going to, to turn it around and, um, and really just be obedient to God and what he wants you to do with it. Mm-hmm. So as we prepare to wrap up our conversation, give us a little insight as to what you have coming up and what's in your future. You have any shows coming up? Because I, I know the season is closing up in December, but um, are you competing at any time this between now and December? I am enjoying my off season. This <laughs> <laughs> I did two back to back shows in June, yes, like literally one week after the other, and I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying the rest of this year. Um, So that's what I plan to do. So as you know, competing is very expensive. That's an investment as well. So I'm like, okay, I've spent money. I've done the the hobby, the sport, you know, Mm -hmm. I've won the the awards. Now let's make some more money. (laughs) So now my focus for the rest of this year is really just going all in on my business and just trying to broaden my reach and just help change as many lives as possible. And with this program that I'm in with men's health and women's health, they've got some things on the horizon for us as well. Just received some news today that something exciting is happening in January. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Okay. Girl will probably be in another issue of men's health, women's health. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so just really broadening my reach and expanding my network and, um, and putting myself out there. Cause one other thing too, that I want to get into is, is doing more speaking engagements as well. So I currently now have a business slash speaker coach as well that I'm working with. And so, um, definitely trying to hone in on that craft so that I can be on some stages hopefully on a stage near you (laughs) and really just you know yeah just trying to empower and motivate wait 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 wait. you just said speaking engagements I almost forgot give Uh us a little recap of the um our influencers yes 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 tell us about it Okay, so the Inflamed Sisters Thriving, this event was put on by my sweet sister. We're not blood sisters, but like literally we're we're so close like this, Katina Morrison. So she's the founder of Nurse Loves Essential. She's also a chronic illness warrior. Um, she's had endometriosis, fibromyalgia. She has rheumatoid arthritis and a number of other things. And so she created this space. Um, she has a podcast, first of all, called Inflamed Sisters Thriving. And so this year was the second annual event, the summit and gala. And so the summit is a um, daytime event where different speakers come in who are all chronic illness warriors. Okay. So this event is put on by chronic illness warriors for chronic illness warriors. 
So I'm talking doctors, lawyers, um, consultants, coaches, anything, you name it. The, the, they did presentations to help and empower other chronic illness warriors to, to stop hiding and stop thriving. That's her tagline, is to show up in your power and to, um, to, yeah, to just surround yourself with a network of other people who are going through what you're going through and have shown that you can absolutely still thrive while having chronic illnesses. And so, so that was an amazing event. Gosh, it was probably... I don't know, maybe 12 speakers that day. So it was a it was a fun-filled day, so impactful. And then that night we came back for a gala. So the request is that everyone wear purple. So we all wore purple. And um, this year she actually did a silent auction. So that was pretty cool that she added that component. And okay. um, the funds from that actually went to a nonprofit organization, Village okay. Tree Health, uh, which also services chronic illness warriors. And okay. so, yeah, like Katina is just doing amazing work. And I actually actually met her on social media, like you and I met on social media. She and I met in so on Instagram in 2021. And we became close. She and I connected like you and I did, seeing someone that looked like, you know, yourself Our that self. has yeah. chronic illness. And like she was also using her platform to help educate and empower women. She's also a registered nurse too. And so, um, so yeah, it's just amazing to see how she's grown and evolved over the last two years. And she's already got the date. So save the dates. It's September 28th, 2024. Okay. That is the next summit in Gala. Oh, so yeah, well, I super didn't excited. I forget that part. Because one thing I do know is that as we're going through this, initially, I didn't realize how many other people had our and I remember oh, yeah. last year, my cousin called me. She's like, you know, your great-grandma had it. You know, our great-grandma had RA. I'm like, I ain't know that. But you know, mm -hmm. as a kid, you don't ask too many questions because you don't question adults. You know, that was the only right. thing at it. Now I tell my daughter, you ask questions. I want exactly. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. But I think the fear of approaching people like, excuse me, what are you talking about? You know, or uh -huh. and I think social media has made it more uh, open to express and share. It's sometimes yes. people share too much information. Right. I do like the platform for the therapeutics resources, the mental mm -hmm. health, the uh, physical nutrition, all of those things. So pretty much my algorithm is anything related to fitness, motivational, positivity, or something fun because I love to laugh. So I definitely right. glad you shared that. And I want to make sure we included that yes. uh, before we close out. So do you have uh, any plans for the upcoming year? some things you would like to share for, me. for the upcoming year yeah so definitely still working on scaling RA warrior fitness and like I said just broadening my reach I want to get more into speaking and excited about the opportunities that are going to come along with women's health and men's health magazine and so honestly my goal is just to continue to be that example of what RA looks like. RA looks like me. It looks like you, you know, mm -hmm. it really doesn't have a look. You can't look at us and tell <laughs> what right. we actually go through. You know what I mean? And just educating the people on what invisible illness is. It is not um, an old people's disease. It's not an old people's <laughs> disease. Okay. It is an autoimmune condition that can affect any and everybody, even young children. 
that juvenile arthritis is no mm-hmm. joke. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I've got going on is just continuing to, to elevate. And as I say, make room to rise, R-H-E-U-M, <laughs> room to rise in everything that I do and helping other warriors do the same. Where can the people find you? What's your social media website, any of those things? And I'll include that at on the YouTube tab as well as the social media. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yes. Yeah, so on Instagram, you can find me at Ashnick, A-S-H-N-I-C underscore R-A Warrior Fitness. And then on Facebook, R-A Warrior Fitness LLC. And my website is rawarriorfitness.com. So you can find me on those and let's definitely connect for sure. Well, I am so glad to finally have you on. Um, we will be in touch. We will be doing more. And I definitely plan on participating in a few things. Um, this year was a little difficult after my first show and my last show was because I lost my stepdad the day after my show. So, oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. I'm so, so sorry. It was, it's been difficult. I was supposed to be at at least three other shows and I've canceled every single one. Yeah. I, I, it's been, this last six months have been, his birthday was in August and uh-huh. um, I ended up having an RA flare-up. My doctor said, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not letting you do anything. And yeah. I ended up having a sinus infection with that and a double ear infection both years. I couldn't hear Wow. Like my daughter would have to tell me if the water's boiling in the kitchen, if the alarm went off, I couldn't hear it. I would miss gym training, all of that. I was so sick. Um, mm. Now I'm, I'm trying not to tear up. But um, yeah, so with stress, that caused the RA situation. <laughs> so thank yes. you. I go to the doctor quarterly. So I, that's why I say I know for a fact, I know stress is a big thing. So if I get stressed, I tell my trainer I'm no good. I'm not going to the stage. Yeah. I'm not wasting money. Right. <laughs> so um, exactly. Yeah, definitely we'll see those stage come next year. Um uh, my, my job yes. right now is to give my, yes. mom, my mom her time and be there for my mother. Uh huh. Because they're That's right. Next Family. Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So and then my daughter, she didn't wow. go to the funeral. So I've been working with her with that because that's who watched her every summer for two years. Really? Yeah. So, other than yeah. that, we will definitely have more conversations. I actually plan on making a weekend trip to Dallas. So, even if we can meet up for brunch, lunch, or dinner, yeah, um, that would be great. Maybe even a training absolutely. session because I love this gym no matter where I'm at. But yes, absolutely. Same. Let's do and it. I definitely want to see what we come up with next year, and I will be sharing your Sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. I enjoyed thank it. You. And uh, we finally got it done, sis. We yes. got it done. <laughs> <laughs> Look, by any means necessary. Exactly. Exactly. I appreciate you. Love you to pieces. And we will love you too. All thank right. You. Thank you.